spread love. Doom, 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 spread love. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to POV with Kristen Gilmore, where I interview interesting people that you and I are getting to know together. This podcast was created to enlighten, enrich, and inform. The basis is to spread love and extend God's grace to yourself and others. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of POV with Kristen Gilmore. I'm so happy to have you join me today. You all just don't know how excited, you just don't know how excited my soul is to have the person you're about to meet with me today. I have been trying to get her on this show for a very long time. (laughs) I have known her since college. You all, this woman may not know it, but she is the person who taught me not to be afraid of my vulnerabilities, my insecurities, to tell it, just tell the truth and keep it moving and don't judge it. And she probably doesn't know this. Maybe I'll get to share it with you a little later, but for now, I want you to help me welcome the beautiful, talented, creative, unstoppable woman, Aloya Payne. Aloya. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for joining us today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. You are so welcome and so deserving. Aloya, God knew, God knew over 20 years ago that our meeting would be a beautiful gift. He knew that you would enrich my life. He knew that your honesty and truth would be a marker for who I am. And I'm so grateful for that. Girl, (laughs) this is shocking to me. Now, why? Because I guess I look at it like, do you know who you are to me? Because I'm like, I guess I wasn't, anytime I did shows or anything, when I was going into college, I didn't come from a theater background. We only had like one play in my high school, you know, it's kind of like it was in the hood and everything. So I'm following behind you to learn. Alonia, <laughs> this, you know, this is a true testament to you never know who's watching you. You yeah. never know how you're blessing somebody else's soul just in your being. And when we feel like we walk in a room with a bag that holds less than other people. Maybe you have two things in your bag, but your two things are big and mighty. Maybe I have five in my bag, but mine are different in their own way, but maybe not as mature. So you never know what it is you carry that somebody else is watching. So thank you for those accolades. I'll take them. Yes. But I was yes. watching you. I was watching you. Alonia, before we get in too deep, because these people won't know what we're talking about, tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever that means to you. A little bit about myself. I am a mother of an 11-year-old. Let's start with that one, who has a performing bug. I am in Memphis, Tennessee. I am still acting. And then I found my new talent, which is writing. That's amazing. I didn't know that I could just think of a story and then just start writing about it. I am still working and still praying that God says, you can leave that nine to five, but not yet, because I still have rent. So (laughs) that is me. I am a type of person and I am, I'm trying to stay level-headed. 
And I'm trying to stay positive in a world that can pull you into your negative. So that's me at the moment. Still trying to strive creatively and still trying to strive and thrive in life. I see it on you. I see you thriving and you were doing so well, Alonia. You all, what you don't know about Alonia that she forgot to tell you is that she is a movie maker. <laughs> uh, what she shared with you about her writing is that she has books on Amazon yes. for purchase. What she forgot to tell you is that she self-produced. You know, sometimes, man, what she forgot to tell you or she told us is that she has a blessed womb, an 11-year-old, and she is unstoppable. Alonia, when did you know you had a gift for the arts and what made you pursue it? Because you could have gone in any other realm, but you didn't. I know, and, I, and it's in my bio, but I know it sounds really corny, but it started for me in elementary school. I just love to see the stage and see people be them authentic selves on the stage. And I started auditioning for stuff in my schools. Like my schools never had big performing performance arts or anything in their school so I just always loved in elementary school and even in family reunions I always wanted to be the one in the front dancing winning the money for dancing and winning the money for being a character or famous actress I I just loved it and I I think it was from me just wanting all eyes on me (laughs) you know so the spotlight I think that's the my zodiac my Leo in me and um, that's where I picked up elementary school my first show was a mouse in Cinderella in the fourth grade and I never stopped performing after that. A mouse. <laughs> that was wow. my first role. And I and I was singing with other um, mice. So, and it was fun. And I just kept at it. I didn't care whether the role was too small or too big. Because really, there's no roles that are too small. Because you're going to play it big. I love how you said that. You know, some people have fear or shame in admitting like, oh, I'm in the ensemble. The ensemble is what keeps the show together. You know, you don't have to be a lead. You want to grow into that. And sometimes I always say this, and I mean it from the depths of my soul. I will be the third tree from the right before I'll be a lead in a show that I don't care about. You know? Yeah. So your baby got his gift for performing honest. He got it from you. Yeah. Yeah. And his dad, actually, too. His dad used to be a performer with Al Green. He was a dancer with Al Green. And dancing is one of my son's son's authentic talent. You hear a beat, he just dance. He doesn't need choreography or anything. And that could kind of, that's kind of a, a kind of a tricky thing because I tried to put him in a dance ensemble. He can learn the dance, but he wants to teach the dance. It's like, you got to be in the background first, son. You can't take over nobody's class now. What's what's going on? But <laughs> he loves to dance. He's he's uh he was in a play that I wrote for my church before, and he did that. And um he likes performance and he likes to go and see shows. And I take him to some kids shows whenever I get a chance and things like that. So yeah, he can. And if you guys get on my TikTok, you will see he is a natural born performer. Okay, we're going to have to get the TikTok information a little later. So I'm going to make sure to note that. Tell me, what's one of the best lessons your son has taught you? Oh, to smile more. I have a tendency, if you see this here, I frown and it could be nothing wrong with me. And he's always like, what's wrong with you? Why are you frowning? I'm like, I'm not frowning. He's like, yes, you are. He's like, smile. I'm like, you just want to walk around with smile. I just walk around with smile. And... He just told me to 
he taught me also to just do it. Corlin, he's very hyper. He's ADHD. And a lot of people can't handle that. And I see when we go places, I'm like, why are you running around? He was just like, I don't know. Why not? And it's an open space. Me, I'm just, you know, walking normally with everybody else. And he's taught me to just be myself. Just be yourself. He's just like, why not, mom? I'm like, because, you know, ain't nobody else running around. And he looking at me like, I don't care. So I'm like, wow. Okay. So not only are you telling me to smile, but just be myself. You know, children are the purest form of joy. And they don't have the restrictions that the world has placed on us yet. And I'm so glad that you are asking questions, listening, and not trying to dull his light. Actually, you're allowing his light to sharpen yours. Yeah. And he's helping me with that because as a as a mother of a, only one child, I don't really plan on having any more at 42. So, and I'm going to be very open. I'm a very strict parent. And with my best friends, they all have boys. And one of my best friends, she has one girl. And uh, I'm a very strict parent. And I'm just like, sit down. Don't do that. Stop. Stop jumping around. Because I know it could be it could be irritating for people. My friends was like, just let him be him. If he's not hurting anybody or he's not hurting himself, let him do it. I'm like, but I don't want people to think that he can't, you know, sit down or, or can't listen. They was like, just let him be him. If it's interrupting, then say something. And I'm just like, no, Corlin, sit down. Sit down. And I was like, okay, let me actually look and see what his hyperness is about. Let me look and see what he's actually doing because he's not doing anything wrong. It was just my nerves were bad. But anybody else that knows him, it's like, let him be him. I'm so glad you listened to that, Alonia. I'm so glad, you know, we've been, I was a child, I'm a child of be heard and not, be seen and not heard, right? Like mm-hmm. be still, sit down, don't, yes. don't talk, you know, like yes. be swift to listen, slow to speak. And what it does is it creates adults who are that same way. It stops the, not the rebel in us, but the part of us that God created to have a voice. It it's, makes us second guess our authenticity. It stops us from being vulnerable because we question our worth. And I pray that he, you, and, and that he is at an age right now, and that since you've stopped that, that he's not going to have to heal his younger child later in life because you're showing him that he deserves to be whoever and whatever he is. Yes. And he's reminding you of that. Yes. Children are so beautiful. Yes. Yes. And you said exactly what it is because I always wondered, I'm like, but as a child, you know, and even, you know, growing up in the church, sit down, be quiet. When I tell you to do something, do it. And I do talk to him about not speaking up and he told me something that was very very scary to me he was like well mama I don't want to say nothing to you because I don't want to get in trouble I'm like even if you did something that could get you in trouble you still need to tell me because he was he has been traumatized in these last couple of weeks I don't know if I want to get into that but I might I might not but he had something that was traumatizing to him. And it started in October. And I said, Corlin, why didn't you tell me? He was like, well, he felt like it was my fault. And he didn't want to tell me because he didn't feel like he wanted to get in trouble. I said, well, 
I have to change me because I have to make sure my son is vulnerable and wants to tell me what's going on. He said he did not want to tell me. Mm. So, I'm proud of you, Alonia, for saying, hey, baby, I'm here. Yeah. I'm your number one fan. And there's nothing you can do that I won't love you about. Nothing. Nothing. Alonia, you're a great mama. You're a listening mom. You're a present mom. You're a doing mom. Your child sees you do, so he knows he can too. Oftentimes people live in fear of judgment or what it's supposed to look like. But I'm going to tell you, Alonia, I've never seen that on you. I've never. And if you wear fear, and if, and I understand fear because I wear my own, but honey, this is the year to break that chain. It's not real anyway. You know, all it does is it stunts us and stops us from being all God has placed in us. And he has made us magnificent if we just tap into it. If we just tap into it, where did you get the confidence to say, I'm going to write a book? And I think you have two. I don't know. Honestly, tell us how many you have. And where did you get the confidence to say, I'm going to self-produce? Like, I'm, I don't need uh, um, a, a publishing company. I got this. Like, let's talk about that. Oh, those books. Okay. So I did a, um, what do you call it? The boards. What is it? A um a story vision board. Board. A vision board. Board. Yes, yes, yes. Talk, talk, talk. I did a vision board. And this one I always I, I was starting to thinking about like different subjects. And people would say one word to me, and I would think about like just writing some sentences and everything now. So I made a vision board, I think it was 2015. I said one of my goals is to write a book. I asked a couple of people about it and some people were helping me but I didn't know exactly what to do so when people give me pointers and everything and I kept looking at my vision board I said I'm gonna do it so I came up with an idea for different um relationships of love so when I get an idea when it comes to writing if I get an idea I just have to start typing or have to just start with a pen I I'm really bad, which you're supposed to do outlines for, for books and for scripts. I don't. It, outlines are weird to me. <laughs> so when I had that vision for that book and I said, I'm going to write about different relationships of love, even though I've never been in love or been loved. That's a whole different subject. But anyway, I wrote about different relationships of love. And that's where it started from a vision board. My first book called Love Choices started from a vision board. Wow, Amelia, you, you know, <laughs> and that's so powerful because if you can see it, then you can make it a reality. Yeah. I'm going to do a vision board. You know what? On that vision board, did you put on there that you wanted to be loved or in love? I put on that board, um, I think I did, and I, I wonder if it's upstairs. I did put a couple on there with a kid on their back. And I did say on the vision board, if you know, about love, that I want someone to accept my son. I said, if you don't like kids, don't even look my way. If your goal is not for marriage, which I keep meeting a lot of guys whose goals are not for marriage, I always said, don't look my way. 
but I did put that on the board. But I also make have to make sure that even though it's on my board, that I do the work within myself. I did the work to write my book, but I don't know if I did the work to really be vulnerable and open to someone. What's stopping you? Fear. I have a fear of starting over. Once I break up with somebody, I really don't really, I'd be afraid to meet someone new and to start over. And I recently met someone new and this man checks off every box except for a couple of them. And those are the ones that are actually really important. So I'm like, God, why am I meeting the men that don't, you know, meet the categories of wanting to be in love, wanting to get married? And I'm, I'm cool with, you know, not wanting any more kids. I have enough kids. I got one. One is enough for me. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. If I'm... I think I beat myself up too much. I think one thing about me is that I don't want to put too much fault on anybody. As I was looking at myself, I was like, okay, like I was saying, I need to work on, you know, because most guys, when they meet me, I'm always looking crazy. I'm all like, what? And then when I get to talking, I'm like, okay, so we thought you were mean. I was like, I look mean. I can't even deny it. But I've been trying, like my son said, mama, why are you not smiling? So I'm trying to work on my smiling more. I'm, I'm scared of constantly meeting guys and they don't check off all my boxes, which people say, you can't look at your box all the time, you know, be open. I said, but okay, being in a relationship with one person is, is a very important box to me. And I meet a lot of guys that just want to be my friend instead of my lover and then to something, you know, long lasting. Yeah. And I said, it, and that's why I've been praying, what is on me? And I used to meet a lot of men that I had to take care of. And I'm like, okay, God, you got to remove whatever that is on me because I can't pay nobody bills but mine right now. You know, one of the most beautiful things you just said to me was you said, okay, God, what is it about me? So you keep going inward once you realize that there's something that you're attracting. Yes. Right? And it's so important. I agree with you on that, Alonia. I I am like, I used to go to Pastor James Salton Church when he was alive. And he would say, you point one finger, you got three pointing back at you. And it reminded me to always check myself, you know, and to be what it is that I'm desiring or looking for. I'm with you on that, Alonia. There are deal breakers. And you can meet a man who is 80% on that list. And the 20% is your deal breaker. So that 20% ends up weighing more than that 80% as it should. Yeah. And so that right there is just a part of self-love. And I'm with you on the self-love journey of saying, wait a minute, I want more. I deserve more. And your friendship is beautiful and valid and appreciated. But I don't want to waste your time or my time because if I'm sitting around here playing with you, then what I've asked God for may pass me by. Yes. <laughs> because I'm preoccupied with you. I'm proud of you for having standards. I'm proud of you for having things that being specific in your requests because you're going to save yourself time and unneeded heartbreak. I'm also proud of you for smiling more because when you're soft, when you're present, when you laugh, Alonia, you shine. When men see that on you, 
you are one of the most fun people I know from your joking, your dancing, your easy energy. It's hard sometimes to see an uphill battle when they don't know that because you have your guard up out of fear, which isn't real in the first place. What you want, you'll have. You'll have a husband who loves your child and accepts you. You'll have someone who knows your worth and who can be a provider and a protector of you and your son. Someone who's going to show up for you in ways you never thought possible because you know you're worth it. Now, you want a husband. I mean, we don't want five of them. Right. <laughs> we want one. What? Right. So you want one, girl. So you're going to meet a lot of them who are going to be close, but no cigar. Woo. So just look at them as the lessons that are preparing you for what your heart desires. They're meant to be there, too, to teach you something. They just aren't meant to stay long. So, yeah, it's nice to meet that man who can check off a lot of boxes, but doesn't check off the important ones because it's like the Lord's way of saying, see, this is close to what you want, right? But some things are missing. Yeah. So trust that those are around the bend. I would like that. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Alonia, how can people get to know more about you? How can they connect to you? You said your your TikTok, you got an IG, you got a Facebook. How do we get to your books? How do we get to your shows, your films? Okay. Give me all that good stuff, please. Yes. Okay. So um, TikTok is... Um, the right lyrics. That's the name of my writing business because I also write speeches, poems, plays, short films for others at very reasonable price. And it's spelled T-H-E-W-R-I-T-E lyrics, L-Y-R-I-C-S. That's on TikTok. And also on Instagram is the right lyrics underscore. It's the right lyrics underscore on Instagram. On Instagram, I have two pages. The one you just heard was my writing business page. And my other Instagram page is Payne underscore. That's my acting page. I'll show you all the shows, I, shows I'm in, shows that are upcoming. That's on Instagram. And my YouTube channel where you can find my web series. It was just a finalist on Film Freeway for a festival. Um, last year, it was... Um, a finalist in the festival in um, Atlanta in the writers, uh, the Black Writers Festival. I went to the Black Writers Festival last year in April. And so on YouTube, it's A.D. Payne as well. And the web series that I wrote and starred in is called The Essence of Eternity. And that's on YouTube. And you can see that now. And we're actually, I woke up yesterday morning at 6.30 a.m. and wrote two more episodes of season two. So we're going to film that um, going into the summer this year. So season two is on the way. Sis, if you build it, they will come. Yes. If you build it, they will come. Don't forget, tell us about your books. Okay, my books are on Amazon. My first book is called Love Choices by Alonia Payne. That's A-L-L-O-N-Y-A. Love Choices about different relationships with love. Uh, the short stories. The first story is about a mother and her twin children. Another one is about siblings. And then another one is about best friends. And my second book is a book of poetry. So I'm going to let everybody know that this book of poetry is about love, pain, and sex. 
and it's called Adoration, Anguish, and Arousal by Alonia Payne. So I tell anybody, if you buy the poetry book, if you don't want to read the arousal part, just read the first two chapters. But the arousal part is, is very arousing. It, it holds no bars. Honey, I love that. I love. I want to read all of it. All of it. <laughs> it's very zanish, very... Whew. Oh, I love that. Because I got a lot of people to call. I was like, oh, girl, you're nasty. I said, first of all, that's just stuff that just popped in my mind. <laughs> I mean, it's erotic is beautiful. Yeah. It's not meant to be something disgusting. It's it's pleasurable. It feels good to hear, to read, to allow yourself to go to different places mentally. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yes. Alonia. Man, I, you know, if there was one thing you would want people to take away from meeting you, what would that be? Something to take away from meeting me. Um, that if you ask me to do it, I'll do it. If you show me what you want, I'll do it. If it's too hard, I don't want to say too hard. I would break down with you what you want from me. I get a lot of people to say, hey, I want you to write this feature for me and, you know, things like that. So when I call them a week later and tell them, hey, I have the first 60 pages, they're in shock. I'm like, well, if you want it, I can get it to you. If I have a difficulty with anything, I always talk to them and let them know. I want people to take away from me. If it's something I can help you with, I would definitely do it. I believe you. I believe Thank you because you. you're a doer. Alonia, Alonia, I want to give you something I give every guest. But for you, I want to make sure you understand it's extra special. Thank you, sis. Thank you. You're welcome. You are welcome. You all, if you didn't take anything away from this episode, take away the honesty in being available for yourself and showing up for yourself and learning from your past mistakes or experiences in doing, because that's what Alonia does. She does. So we talked about fear today, but the truth is she coasting through it. <laughs> and that every time, evidently, she tells herself that it's not real. She shows herself that it's not real. Be unstoppable, y'all. Check out Alonia's plethora of art. Yes, please. <laughs> and just know that there are people out there watching you whose lives you are influencing, just as she's influenced mine. Thank you and for having time, me. Thank you, Alonia. Thank you for your work. Your work stands the test of time. Thank you all for listening. I love you. Thank y'all for listening. I love you. Bye. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us for another episode of POV with Kristen Gilmore. See you next time. Bye.
Ooh. Ha. Ha.